Hello and welcome to the Yarniacs podcast. This is episode number 189, which we're recording on Tuesday, March 26, 2019. I'm Gail. And I'm Charlene. And it's a beautiful, stormy yet gray. The skies are just beautiful here today. Gray layers of clouds and fog. It's just been so pretty. And it was a good backdrop for the finches who are trying to nest in the light fixture on our front porch again. (laughs) It's an old Moroccan sconce that's made of leather that's been ripped. So there's a hole. It's like a triangular funnel shape. Mm -hmm. And there's a hole at the bottom. Well, the finches have nested in there twice. And they've been, you know, investigating and trying to decide if they were going to nest again. And I thought, you know, with the hole in the bottom of the sconce like that, they'd be foolish to make a nest there. So I went and got my leftover Cascade 220 non-superwash from a hat I knit recently. I unraveled the ball and I shoved the yarn in the bottom of the light fixture (laughs) and they came back and they are building a nest on top of the yarn. So seeing this, I have a picture that I'll put on the show notes, but the gray sky in the background with the red Moroccan sconce, the pink yarn spilling out and the little finch sitting on the edge was super cute. And that's the contrast to the hawks that have a nest at the back of our house. So we are in bird heaven lately. Yeah, we have a hedge that sits in front of the big window at the yarn store where I work. And every season, every spring, there are brewers blackbirds, which are the little birds that you often see in parking lots. They run around in parking lots for some reason. (laughs) It's very true. But we have brewers blackbirds at work in this hedge and one day I was at work watching one of them trying to pull a string out of the hedge and the string was wrapped around the hedge and he couldn't get it but he sat there and he pulled and he'd fly and the string wouldn't budge and they're obviously nest building so I went out and put some scrap yarn for him and the little bugger still wanted that piece of string (laughs) in in the face of nice soft yarn that he could choose, he was determined. He wanted that string, but other birds later on came along and took the took the yarn scraps. So Good. there will be nearby nests woven with colorful yarns, <laughs> and we will have nearby nests woven with Max's hair because he cut his hair very very short, and we've watched the birds pull big chunks of his longer hair. It's supposed to be really good for nest building. (laughs) It's really cute. So obviously spring has sprung here in Santa Cruz. So what are you wearing? So today I have on my very large fading point shawl, which is a large, large five skein shawl designed by Hohi Locatelli. I knit mine... Very recently, I just finished it at the end of January. I'm looking at my Ravelry page, and it's a rectangular shawl, and it starts in the center with the lightest color, and it goes out to the edges that are knit symmetrically to the darker color. So there's five colors from lightest to darkest to the two edges. It's beautiful. It's huge. I'm wearing it today almost as a blanket over my... just draped over my shoulders with the ends hanging down. I don't often wear it that way, but every time I see someone else wearing a large shawl 
in this way. I think, oh, that looks so good. And it's just the simplest way mm-hmm. to wear it. You just put it on your shoulder, throw it over your shoulders like a blanket. And today's one of those days. I just needed a little extra blanket. <laughs> <laughs> How about you, Gail? What are you wearing? I'm wearing a new finish. I'm wearing my ranunculus sweater, which is by the designer Midori Hiroshi. And I love it so much. I will talk more about it in What Have I Finished? But this one is a major keeper, and I already am planning another darker version. It's super cute. I love it. It's it's like a dream sweater. I'm serious. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm wearing Ranunculus by Midori Hiroshi. So we have a somewhat unique What Are We Stalking segment this episode because the new book or the new volume, I should say, of Interpretations came out since the last episode. So Interpretations Volume 6 was released, which is a joint effort by Hohi Locatelli and Vera Valimaki, who are two of our favorite designers. Yes, Gail and I together, I think we've knit half of Hohi's catalog. At least (laughs) least half. Between the two of us. Mm -hmm. So we thought it was just fitting that we talk about Volume 6 of the Interpretations Collection. And this one is really interesting to me because of the words they selected. And if you haven't read a full Interpretations book, what they do is they have a foreword that describes kind of what they were thinking when they designed this particular volume of Interpretations. And what they do is they choose six words and Vera and Hohi each design something for each of the six words. So you, there are 12 patterns in each volume. And they have the foreword, and then for each of their word designs, they have a little blurb about what they were thinking or why they designed that or, you know, some kind of little description. Mm-hmm. And this one was interesting because they both They didn't say they were coming from a dark place necessarily, but they mentioned middle age and challenges and anxiety and things like that, which I think is real life. and Real life. And then they carried that over somewhat into the colors by using grays. And there are quite a few darker grays, but... Gray is one of my favorite colors, so I wouldn't necessarily say that it's a, I don't, it's not a depressing color for no, me. And they, um, but they actually, they said that in the text, they said, and the they design both color love reflects, too. reflects yes. this. Yes. So it was interesting. They talked a lot about personal growth and things like that and how they both were trying to maybe strike more of a balance between knitting and the rest of life and not burn out. So it was really interesting because I've been feeling a lot of those things over the last few years too. So it was interesting to hear other people say that in very few words. And all the pictures are beautiful. They were shot in Barcelona and it's a city I've been to several times. So I could tell they were in Barcelona just because of the oh, nice. the vibe of the pictures. Yeah. I couldn't recognize any specific thing, but really cool pictures. They're really beautiful pictures. And I had a few favorites from the collection, and I'm sure you do too. Mm-hmm. Do you want to go first? Sure. One of the, I think, most iconic sweaters that, Ho- well, I think it is the most iconic sweater that Hohe has designed is her boxy. 
So in this collection, she has another member of her boxy series, if you will, because she does have a boxy series. She has her regular boxy. She has a boxy and buttony. She has a boxy for kids, I believe, and then a v-neck boxy and a worsted boxy. (laughs) All the others, I think, are fingering. Oh, yes. And so in this collection, she introduced a pattern called understated which is also a v-neck boxy but this one is knit in dk weight so yay another boxy (laughs) and i know that the worsted weight boxy that she has previously released is a fairly popular pattern and One of the reasons that I have never knit the V-neck boxy is because it is so large and I just never got around to taking the numbers down. But what I did with her worsted weight pattern was knit it in fingering and used the numbers from the worsted weight pattern. So I'm probably getting ahead of myself, but I was thinking... I'll check out the numbers on this pattern and maybe knit it in fingering weight. You know what I'm thinking? <laughs> now that I have a new love of mohair, is I want to do fingering a really and mohair. really super light one. Yeah. one. <laughs> yeah. I see that in my future big time. I used to knit a lot of mohair, and I don't have a lot of those sweaters anymore. So this whole resurgence in the popularity of mohair is interesting. It's kind of fun. Yeah. <laughs> I've fallen for it. That's <laughs> So that one is understated. A DK V-neck boxy sweater by Hohe. And I do have to comment that the pictures of that, she is wearing it over a white, longer, button-up, collared blouse, which is the look we were talking about post-stitches. Post-stitches. Which I have we, adopted. We noticed lots of stitchers wearing that look with the white crisp collared shirt and then the sweater over it and we admired it greatly (laughs) yes i may have acquired two such tops (laughs) (laughs) i have not shopped for that yet but i keep thinking i need to because it seems like the kind of thing that the stores might be carrying about this time of year obviously it is if you've found two i did and charlene has recently started an acronym LAP leggings as pants (laughs) and these long shirts that I got cover up your booty so that you won't be caught with see-through leggings that you're wearing as pants so (laughs) I highly recommend them but that is the look that Hohe was rocking in the pictures yes definitely and that was also one of my favorites but and I should have mentioned the six words for this oh yes courage silence Rapture, glee, connection, and scale, which is a nice balance of words, too, from glee to silence, rapture, connection. I, I just like the balance of the words. It kind of reflects their mood. Yes. Overall. So silence was the word for understated. And one of my favorites is another hohi pattern, and it's from the word rapture. And it's her ravishing vest. And I've gone back and forth over the years with whether or not I would wear a vest. But to see Hohe in these pictures, I want this vest. And I want to wear it just like she's wearing it. 
It is, how would you describe it? A very long A-line vest that has texture at the top and then it moves into horizontal. They're not stripes. They're more like stripes of texture. So lines. And it's, like I said, it's very long and it's a big statement piece. And it just looks stunning on her. There's kind of a careless yet strong vibe from it. You know, she's just kind of flinging it onto her body and it looks so effortless, but it looks chic at the same time. And it's knit in sport weight yarn. And I happen to have a sweater quantity of sport weight yarn that could become that if I think I would wear it. I have to really think about that. Mm -hmm. I think I'd wear Mm -hmm. it or not because it's really a cool piece. It really is. I I like it a lot. I love it. And one of the photos, well, several of the photos that she shows of herself wearing the ravishing vest, she is also wearing one of her wraps. And it's another large rectangular, somewhat mostly rectangular wrap called the resolute wrap. And this one, it's actually, she calls it an arrow shape. So I think there's strategic increases and decreases so that one end when you block it will be shaped into a point and then the other end will be the reverse of that. So they're, they're, that's how you get the arrow. So it's mostly a rectangular wrap, but in the photos with the ravishing vest, she is also wearing the resolute wrap just bunched around her neck more as a scarf than a wrap. And it just looks so wonderful it really together. Does. It's a really <laughs> Both cool those look. two pieces, they have some of the photos in black and white, and it just looks very striking. Yeah. Very, the, very striking. That resolute wrap was from the word courage. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Oh, and another thing I should mention if you've not been watching Hohe's Journal, which is her video podcast, she does a lot of sewing. And I think every or almost every item they are wearing in the photos, Hohe sewed. So a lot of the tops, pants, skirts, dresses, she actually sewed those herself. So that's pretty phenomenal. And one of my next favorites was from the word connection and it's Hohe's community tunic. And this is really cool. It's a top down yoked worsted weight tunic. And the color work in the yoke is kind of design your own. She provides the charts, but she wanted people to play around with kind of what shapes go inside other shapes and thus end up kind of knitting a community, a community of people who have the same yet somewhat different tunic. And I thought that was a really cool idea. Mm -hmm. And it is A-line and it has pockets and it looks very, very cool. Like something, if I lived in a colder climate, I would wear all the time. So I have to figure out how to adapt that for fingering weight because it's Mm. really, really cute. And that's the community tunic from the word connection. One of Vera's patterns that I really liked is called Frozen Fields. And that one is a crescent-shaped shawl, which is the shape that I really like to wear. 1,300 yards of mostly garter, and it looks like there are some lace areas and short row shaping in there. So it looks like something that is right up my alley. Yeah, it's really, (laughs) really pretty. 
It really is. And she did it all in one color. And she, it's like a, I don't know, a medium gray. So you can see the lace pretty well. Actually, that's nice. a gradient. Oh, is it a gradient? It is a gradient. I remember thinking, I read in the description that it was a gradient and it did look like a solid color to me. But it is a gradient. If you look at the edge, the lace edge is a darker gray. So it actually is a very gradual, oh, you wouldn't call I it a see. gradual gradient. One it's, set of 300 gram gradient, three skeins. So there's three colors in there. Oh, okay. But it's a very, very gradual. Gradual, yeah. Yes. Oh, now that you say that, yeah, I kind of see that. So three colors gives you a chance to mix and match from your stash. (laughs) Many colors. I mean, you could do that in so many variations. Yes, exactly. Exactly. So that one is Frozen Fields by Vera Valimaki. And that was also from the word connection. In the interpretations collection i just want to mention quickly that there's also a brioche cowl called let's see that is moonquake by vera there's also a pair of socks which was interesting because i believe it's the first time they've had socks in interpretations the moonlight socks from hohi there's a turtleneck circular yoke pullover sweater that one is called Hidden. That's really pretty. Too. It is. Really it really pretty. is. And then the Evolve Shawl and Smoke and Amber Shawl. So there's quite a few shawls, sweaters, and then, like I said, the, the socks are new and the brioche cap. So no, definitely check it out. It's a really beautiful collection. It Congratulations, really Hohe and Vera. Yes. Very, very well done. Yeah, it's fun to look at the. All the the whole collection and look at the photos because the photos are done really well. Yeah, they're beautiful. So what have you been knitting? Well, in my hands is a second Cooperish cowl. But as you can see, I'm only on the fourth round. I haven't knit a lot on this. I had a gradient set from Dragonfly Fibers that had six colors that I was going to use for this cowl. And... After I finished the third color on the first Cooperish cowl, which was just going to be the only Cooperish cowl, <laughs> I decided it was tall enough. So I decided to make two out of the set. So three and three, three colors for each one, and that works fine. So I've cast on the second one. The Cooperish cowl is a pattern by Katie Carroll. We saw Katie at Stitches, and we had the pleasure of seeing many of her samples there, and that was very fun, of course, to see everything in person. Yes, beautiful colors and designs. Yes, yes. And then my O'Keefe is still on the needles, but to be honest, I don't think I've touched it in the last two weeks. (laughs) And then the... Sweater that I just cast on is called Beckett, which is a pattern by Marie Green. Oh, cool. And she's the one who designed the beekeeper, beekeeper cardigan that I knit several months ago. And Beckett is designed in a light fingering yarn with the same composition, interestingly enough, as the Holst yarn Coast. So I decided to, I would have used Holst Yarn Coast, but I didn't have, I had 
the quantities that I had were way over what was required for the sweater. Oh, <laughs> so yeah. I didn't want to use a larger quantity. So I do have in stash Holst Yarn Noble. And the, the difference is that the Noble is a wool cashmere blend as opposed to a wool cotton blend. So it's not going to be as light of a sweater in terms of fiber content, but I think the cashmere wool blend will work just fine. And I haven't gotten very far on that either. I've only uh, knit a few rows, but I'm liking it so far. And what does Beckett look like? Beckett is, that's right. Good I can't question. Remember. Beckett is a pullover, very plain and simple pullover sweater, but it does have interesting stitching on the raglan shaping for the sleeves and then down the sleeves and down the side seam of the sweater. It's a faux seam because the, the body is knit in the round, but really cute. It's got a split hem and it's somewhat of a shorter sweater as it's designed, which is why I needed less yarn for it. <laughs> so that is Beckett by Marie Green. Very cool. I didn't know you had a new sweater cast on. I just cast You've on been holding a out couple on nights ago. I think, <laughs> I, yeah, I think it, it's only been a couple nights because I really couldn't decide what I wanted to do after I finished the sweater that you'll hear about next. <laughs> so how about you, Gail? What are you knitting? Well, I couldn't decide what to cast on either because I finished a bunch of stuff and I had some unexpected knitting time. I had the flu last week, so I had lots of knitting time I wasn't expecting. So I cast on three new sweaters, <laughs> which I've never done before. Wow. I think ever in my knitting <laughs> life, never have I cast on so many sweaters. I don't think I've ever even had more than two sweaters on the needles at the same time. Wow. But I've cast on three the first one is Little Bird by Vera Valley Maki, which is actually from Interpretations Volume 4. That was completely unintentional to have <laughs> stocking one volume and knitting from another. We saw a friend of ours at Stitches who was wearing the Little Bird, which is a pullover, and she looked so adorable in it. Her, she did cap sleeves, and Charlene and I both thought, we want to knit that for ourselves. So I did. I cast on. I and did link to that Kim's. Kim's in the show notes for the last episode. It's adorable. Yeah. So this is a lace weight sweater and it is a top down oversized positive ease boxy style. And what makes it unique is that not only is it lace weight, but it also has bands or stripes that are knit in lace. Mm -hmm. So you have stockinette and then you have a lace section and then a stockinette, then another lace, different lace section that alternate. And I am almost to the point where I will join the body to knit in the round. So I knit quite a bit of it. And I'm using Madeline Tosh Tosh Lace, which has been discontinued. And I'm using the colorway Coquette, which is a beautiful raspberry dark pink tonal color. And it's just so pretty. I'm so happy with it already. The lace looks beautiful. The stockinette looks beautiful. And I'm super happy with it already. So that was the first one I cast on. 
Little Bird by Vera Valimaki. The second one I passed on is Cleo by Elizabeth Doherty. And Charlene and I have both already knit Cleo. We both love our Cleos and I've wanted another one. So Elizabeth redesigned part of the short rows that you do in the beginning of the sweater. So this version of Cleo that I'm knitting is her new version. And I'm one of the test knitters for this new version. And Robbie, who's our moderator in the Ravelry group, is also knitting it at the same time. So she and I are knitting it at the same time with the same yarn. This <laughs> is, I have never swatched so much for a sweater in my you life. You did swatch a lot for oh this. You my swatched gosh. several different yarns, Four. which was cool. Four different yarns. So I had purchased some Holtzgarn Coast and Tides to hold together to make a DK weight yarn that I had originally intended to be a Clio. When I swatched with them, Elizabeth has you swatch in her slipped rib pattern and in her woven stitch pattern. So you are swatching to get the right gauge on these two non-stockinette fabrics. And I'm really glad she had us do it that way because I could tell right away swatching with the coast and tides held doubled, I didn't like the way the texture was showing up. There wasn't enough pop with the texture. Mm -hmm. The yarn somehow was just making it more muted and I didn't want it to look like that. So at Stitches, I bought a sweater quantity of the Farmer's Daughter yarn. It's a non-superwash Rambouillet and same thing. It didn't give me the pop that I wanted. And I thought, oh, what am I going to do now? So I had two really old sweater quantities in stash. The first one was a discontinued yarn from Hedgehog Fibers and it's a BFL. And I swatched with that. Same thing. It just wasn't giving me the pop that I wanted. Well, in the meantime, Robbie had been swatching with Wool Mai's DK and hers looked beautiful. So I had a sweater quantity of <laughs> DK in my stash from long ago. Yeah. And I pulled that out. And sure enough, that gave me exactly the pop I Excellent. wanted. Yeah. Because so you've had that yarn in your stash for, for a while. years. Yeah. Yes, a long time. So after swatching with four different yarns, each with multiple needle sizes, I finally got the gauge that I wanted. I have cast on, and that sweater has a lot of cables. It has a lot of texture. It has a lot going on, but it's not difficult to knit. The first thing that you do is you knit these small cable strips that become the left and right top of the shoulder. And then you pick up from there to knit down the back. And then you pick up and knit down the front, and then you join to knit in the round. And Elizabeth's pattern is so meticulously written that you never wonder what to do with a single stitch. She has it completely spelled out. So you know when to transition from one stitch pattern to another. You know when to pick up your wrap and turn. You know when to do everything. It's so clearly written. I just can't rave enough about her patterns. Mm -hmm. They're just fantastic. So that's the second sweater I cast on, Cleo by Elizabeth Doherty in Wilmai's DK yarn in a beautiful pink, I have to say. It's a beautiful <laughs> pink. And so two pink sweaters on the needles at the same time. And then the third thing that I cast on, <laughs> I cast on Like a Cloud, which is a cardigan by Hohi Locatelli. You've heard of it because Charlene has already knit one. This is another lace weight sweater. And 
her original pattern, she has it written to hold a strand of lace weight with a strand of mohair silk lace weight. Right. So you get this really fuzzy cloud-like fabric. And Charlene knit hers in just lace weight without the mohair silk held doubled. Right. Well, I didn't have mohair. Now I do. <laughs> <laughs> After knitting Ranunculus, which I'll talk about in What Have I Finished, I have fallen in love with lace weight held doubled with mohair silk lace weight. It gives this incredible fabric that is so dreamy that I had to cast on another sweater that used that combination. So I'm knitting like a cloud in Madeline Tosh Lace Cosmic Wonder Dust, which is a natural base with speckles that's basically clown barf. I mean, it's <laughs> every color you can imagine. Neon yellow, neon pink, neon purple. There's turquoise, there's orange, there's green. I mean, it's very vivid yarn. And I bought two skeins of this a long time ago, and I swatched with it thinking it would be so fun. And it just was over the top. Even for me, it was over the top. <laughs> and I've had these skeins and stash for a long time, and we were at Stitches, and I said to Charlene, maybe if I hold something doubled with it, I can tone it down and make it so it's something that I can knit. Otherwise, I'm just going to give it away or de-stash oh. it because I'll never knit it. And Charlene said, well, what about holding a gray with it? And To tone it down. And it worked so magically. So at Stitches, I bought three skeins of Fidalgo fibers, brand new to me, never heard of them before. And I didn't want to spend a fortune because... I already bought the lace. I didn't know if mm-hmm. I, if it was going to work. Right. It was a trial. It was a, it was an experiment. It was a ta- experiment. Yeah. That's the word I'm looking for. So Fidalgo Fibers had this mohair lace that's 70% mohair and 30% nylon. So it was significantly less expensive than the silk mohair right. lace that we had been seeing everywhere. And that's what I'm using. I'm holding, it's a dark gray. It's called By the Light of the Moon. And I'm holding that doubled with the Cosmic Wonder Dust. And if you look on my project page on Ravelry, you can see both skeins by themselves and then my swatch beneath them and how it completely transformed the yarn. Totally changes the yarn. It is amazing. I'm blown away by how (laughs) different it looks. So I am loving the fabric. I swatched for it and got a gauge. The fabric that I liked was at a larger gauge than the pattern was written for. And I thought, I don't want to drop down a needle because then the fabric's going to be too dense. So I did some Elizabeth Doherty pattern gauge math, and I'm, I cast on for a smaller size than I would normally have cast on for to get the size I want. And I also dropped a needle size for the upper part of the sweater, and I'm going to go up a needle size when I hit about the waist so that I get roomier after oh, that for my booty and my hips. That's smart. So yeah. And another modification. So Like a Cloud is a top-down, open-front cardigan. I don't typically wear open-front sweaters, so this is kind of an experiment too. But this fabric is so light that it's just amazing. So (laughs) I'm going for it. And the other thing that I decided, it's a textured sweater. She has a textured repeating stitch pattern throughout the entire sweater. And I swatched in in the stitch pattern. And I thought, you know, there's a lot going on in this yarn already. I don't know if it's worth 
the effort to do the texture. So I did half my swatch in a texture and half my swatch in a stockinette. And I decided I'm just going to go with stockinette because I don't think it adds enough to the overall sweater to make it worth the trouble of knitting the textured stitch. I'd rather just knit stockinette and not have to think about it yeah, because it's going to be one of those sweaters that's yeah. just a, you can knit it anywhere because it's just stockinette if I do it without the texture. So that's the long way of saying I cast on Like a Cloud by Hohi Locatelli <laughs> with Madeline Tosh Lace Cosmic Wonder Dust held together with Fidalgo Fibers Mohair Nylon Lace. And I'm already very happy with this. So three sweaters, already very happy with all three of them. And all three of them are getting love. Yay. So we'll see how long it takes me to finish all three. But <laughs> and I am sitting here grinning. I'm sorry that you can hear my bird scratching and shredding newspaper in the background. <laughs> Nani is very happy doing what she's doing. So she we won't disturb her. No, I'm good. We'd like to thank Fix a Stitch for sponsoring this episode. Ever face the tedious task of having to drop down and correct a mistake in your knitting? The Fix a Stitch is here to help. It's a double-ended tool that uses a patented method to change stitches from knit to purl or purl to knit quick and easy. Check our website for great tutorials and other ways to use it. The tool comes in a package of three for light, medium, or bulky weights. A lace weight tool is sold separately. Fix a Stitch is available at local yarn shops around the country. More information is available at www.fixastitch.com. And thank you to Fix a Stitch also because we have several of them for prizes for the self indulgent knit along. So thank you very much. <laughs> so what have you finished? I have finished my Zweig sweater. <laughs> that was Nani saying, Eek, a cat. We have to keep that. That was awesome. <laughs> We've been oh battling gosh. with naughty noises this whole episode. We keep pausing and restarting. And then Boo came in the house. So you probably hear his collar. He's rolling around. And then Nani said, eek a cat. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> this is life. <laughs> this is real life, folks. So you were saying. you I have something. finished my Zweig sweater, which is a pattern by Caitlin Hunter. And one of our very kind listeners posted a proper pronunciation of the Zweig name of the sweater. So I'm going to try Zweig this week. And I think that's, I think think that's the proper pronunciation now. So thank you very much. It's fascinating to learn all these new things and where the names for sweaters come from, because they're always, they're often these days, people are getting more and more creative with their naming. Mm-hmm. So it's fascinating. But the Zweig sweater is a circular yoke construction sweater, and it was very fast. And the reason I think that it is very fast is because of the cir- circular yoke construction the increases are done in very few rows rather than doing increase every other row or every third or fourth row over the course of several inches of the yoke. The increases happen very quickly. There's many, many increases on two rows 
for example, I think on this pattern, it's two rows. There might be a few more. Yeah, I can't they remember. Have been sharp and fast. Very sharp and fast. And so when I finished the yoke, <laughs> Nani just asked if we're hungry. <laughs> so I've said many times over the past few years when I talk about circular yoke sweaters that they don't really get along with me. I'm not sure why, but I can never quite make the circular yoke fit me the way that I want it to fit. And lo and behold, this one is no different. So sad. When I got through all of the yoke increases and through the lace section, I kept laying it down saying, this is very oddly shaped. But I looked at photos and it looked like it was similarly shaped to other people. So I kept going. And the sweater, for the most part, fits me great. I love for the most, part, most of the sweater. On you. Yes. But the very top portion, that neckband, just doesn't fit me right. There's, it's so sad. There's too much fabric there. And I don't know if my yoke area is significantly smaller <laughs> or if I somehow put too much fabric in there. My, I need to go back, count my rows, and check the pattern and see if for some reason did I do extra short rows? Did I put in too much fabric? Or do I just really need that much less fabric in a yoke? Because historically, the fact that these have not fit me well does make me think that maybe that's the reason I don't like the way they fit. Maybe... Other circular yoked sweaters I've fit have had too much fabric there as well. And maybe I just hadn't had enough circular yoke knitting experience to realize that was the problem specifically. But you I don't, don't know. You don't have issues with like shirts and tops that you buy in the store, do you? Do you find that? No. You have a severely truncated from armpit no. to neck ratio. <laughs> I don't think you do. I cannot, yeah, I can't figure it out. But all I know is that it seems to be exacerbated by the circular yoke construction. Actually, I shouldn't say it like that. What I should say is that there's something about the circular yoke construction that I haven't figured out how to personalize for myself, mm -hmm. perhaps, because I haven't been able to figure out what I need to change. So the fact that this sweater has sections to it almost because it's got some color work and then lace, and then the solid color neckband area really has helped me figure out that it is the solid color neckband area yeah. that I need to change. And it seems like what I need to do is have fewer stitches on the neck area or... I was even thinking, was my cast on too tight? Do I need to have a wider 
cast on? No, it would be less. It less. It it's too wide. Hmm. It's like the collar. There's too much collar for you. There's too much collar. Yeah. Too, too much, much fabric, fabric in there. Yeah. That area. So, has anyone else experienced this phenomenon where you're the top of your I, circular yoke sweater? There's too much fabric. I did look through Ravelry for this sweater in particular and I did notice a couple of projects where people had said that they felt that the way the increases happened the number of increases happened too fast for them Mm -hmm. as in instead of having two rows of increases they needed to change it so that the increases happened more gradually over a longer length of fabric well and that makes sense because it almost looked like yours needed to be pulled down your shoulders more but the lace was perfect where it was on you so that wasn't the solution but it did i can't describe yeah because i don't want i don't want it I don't want to pull the lace down lower. I want the lace to sit exactly where it sits now above my chest yes. where it should be. I don't feel the lace should be that droopy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I'm going to try putting it back on the needles, doing some snipping and see if sweater surgery can help. I don't know if it's something I'm going to do right away. I might have to think about it. Yeah, I would think about it a little while, but you're the bravest sweater surgeon I know. So if anyone can do it, you can do it. Well, I figure worst case scenario is I have to rip out the entire sweater and just not have that sweater because it doesn't fit me well. So if that's the worst case scenario, then... Putting the sweater back on the needles at the top of the yoke and ripping out my cast on, painstakingly ripping out the cast on, is not a bad alternative because it's trying something to save the sweater. Yeah. Right? I get it. Yeah. (laughs) I think you're absolutely right. I think that. So I might as well try. And. Since I will be ripping the sweater, I think once I get the sweater on the needles above the color work section on the yoke, then I can rip the sweater in the proper direction. Mm -hmm. So that's not, that shouldn't be too hard. It may be arduous. Yes. To get it on the needles a little bit. And it will take some time and take, obviously, a lot of care to make sure I catch all those stitches. And then I'll need to figure out what I'm going to do to have less fabric. Maybe she'll see. Well, just get a very good audiobook. Go in a very, very bright <laughs> place. Have at least an hour where no one's going to bug you. When you're ready to tackle yes. that. The nice thing is that I have a lot of leftover yarn, so I'm not going to worry about trying to save the yarn, and I'm going to snip as necessary to make it easy for me to do this, because Good. I'm kind of going in the opposite direction at some point, because I'm working 
I may have to snip out my cast on to make it easier to do this. We shall see. I'm not really sure. It's sweater surgery that I've never attempted before, seriously. It's going to be interesting. To rip out the cast on and the cast on area from a sweater that's been knit top down. Yeah. So it's instead of ripping from the bottom where you can just pull, pull, pull. I could try ripping from the top, which is painful and arduous, but I think I'm going to, like I said, try to get the stitches on a needle. And once I do that, I'll snip and I should be able to rip, rip, rip. From there up. (laughs) Yes. That's what I'm thinking. That's what I'm hoping. And just put less fabric. I, I even think the number of stitches seems okay. It's just the fact fact that that short row section has so many or it it has the short rows added too much fabric there Mm -hmm. for my torso i don't know (laughs) whatever it was yeah i don't know because it looks so good on her from the lace portion down is perfect Mm -hmm. absolutely flawless Mm -hmm. so it's just that one section even the front of the sweater looks okay it's that back section of the neck, Gail's smiling because of how ridiculous it looks. <laughs> it it's, was crazy. It's that back section of the neck where I did the short rows that has too much fabric. It it just droops. It's one of those situations where we could take those clips that they use to like paper clip things and we can just clip it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, if I fine. could take all that extra fabric and clip it and wear it that way, then it would work it's very very strange and like i said i don't think it's possible but i wonder if i did an extra section of short rows i don't don't know know. it's just too much short row too much short i've never seen anything quite like it before (laughs) it was it was a first for me i'm unique yay (laughs) (laughs) so that is the not-quite-finished story of My Zweig by Caitlin Hunter. That is, it's kind of a what-have-I-finished part one, because there definitely will be a part two. And yes, if there needs, will. Yeah, and if there needs to be a part three, that's when we meet the yarn back in its Cage original form. form. <laughs> so we shall see. That is... Zweig, part one, by Caitlin Hunter. <laughs> what have you finished, Gail? You've had a very successful I've finish. I've finished all the things. So first is the most exciting. Well, I don't know if it's the most exciting, but Ranunculus. This sweater, now I understand why everybody wants to knit with mohair, silk, lace, held doubled with things, because it makes this amazing, magical fabric. And... Ranunculus is a top-down yoked sweater, and it has lace in the yoke, but very little lace. It's a very uncomplicated yoked sweater. And then it also has a section when the lace work stops that you do some raglan increases. So it's not a completely traditional yoked sweater. And it's knit at a very large gauge. If you were to go on to Ravelry and look at all the finished projects, there are so many variations of this sweater. There really are. 
so many. A lot of people have knit it just in lace weight to get this very open drapey sweater. Some people have knit it in worsted weight. I mean, the variations on it are insane. And I chose lace weight held doubled with another lace weight. And it's knit at such a large gauge that it's this very airy, open fabric, very sheer. You can see pretty much straight through it. And it's just dreamy. It's the perfect color of pink. <laughs> Thanks to Neighborhood Fiber Company's Masonette Lace, which is 100% silk, maybe? I don't remember now. I can't remember. And then I held that doubled with Western Sky Knits Mohair Silk Lace. And the Neighborhood Fiber Company's is tonal, slightly variegated in light pinks. And then the Mohair Silk is pink, called Petal. And it's perfect. It's This is the perfect sweater for me. It fits perfectly. The color is to dream, to die for. The Everything is just amazing. <laughs> I'm seriously in love with this sweater. And it feels like you're wearing nothing. It's so light and airy and not itchy and perfect. And I just love this sweater. I want to knit another one like right away. <laughs> but I don't have the yarn to knit another one right away. <laughs> so there will be more mohair in my future. I just love this sweater. I've also finished other projects that have been on the needles for a while. My second Bits and Bobs blanket, which is a pattern by Kay Jones. I am going to meet Olivia this week. Yay. I, By the time you hear this, I will probably already be back from Spokane. And I am bringing the blanket with me. And super excited to have that finished. I can say it's not square. My I-cord bind-off was a little bit tighter on the ends than on the sides somehow. So it's not a perfect square, but you know what? Or perfect rectangle, but it's still, it's handmade. You yes. can tell it's handmade, handmade with lots of love. And the other thing I finished with lots of love was the sock head slouch hat that I knit patterned by Kelly McClure. I knit that for a friend and he has already received it. And I already have pictures of him wearing it. I knit another hat for him about a year and a half ago and I found out that he has been wearing that hat nonstop. He's going through <laughs> chemo and my my his has his wife said, "Reed never takes the hat off. I have to steal it from him to wash it. He even wears it to bed." Aww. And I said, "Okay, he needs another hat." So he loves his sockhead hat. And then I also finished my Viajant by Martina Beam, which has Yay. been on the needle since last June and that is knit in Madeline Tosh lace in the Venetian colorway. And I love that object. It's a cowl poncho garment. It's just fantastic. I love it. I was wearing it over this white shirt earlier for pictures and it's just striking. It's so pretty. I'm so happy with that finished object. A lot of knitting and <laughs> the bind off. So you bind off with a larger needle size to give it a very stretchy bind off because it's a top down, mostly stockinette, but the bottom of it is a mesh lace. And I foolishly did not put an end cap on my circular needle. And I was holding a different needle, a larger needle at the other end while I was binding off mm -hmm. and the stitches slid off the end of the circular needle. Mm. And there were like 30 stitches that came off and unraveled and I set it down and I left it there for about a week because I was so afraid to pick it back up and try to repair it. But the repair wasn't that awful. I, Charlene had recommended that I pick up the stitches 
at the first row where I could, where they hadn't unraveled all the way, which turned out to just be two rows that unraveled. So it wasn't that arduous at all. It was actually like, oh, wow, this is pretty easy to fix. What a relief. And then I got it all bound off. I blocked it. I blocked ranunculus. I blocked the hat. I blocked all the things over the weekend. And now I have all these finished objects and all these (laughs) new cast-ons. And I'm a very, very, very happy knitter. So very cool. And since the last episode, the self-indulgent knit-along ended, we had the spring equinox and lots and lots of projects. There were 323 finished objects for the self-indulgent knit-along this year. Pretty fantastic. Pretty cool, yes. Very cool. Yes. And we have a lot of great prizes to announce, so let's see who won. For post number three, the winner is Donna Dupuy. I don't know if I pronounced that right. Yeah, you, your first name is not on Ravelry. <laughs> and she has won Jen Sheelan's Rustic Elegance Shawl. And she knit Ricochet Mittens, the Ribboned Bracelet, and a shawl. I believe Summer is Soon is the name of the shawl. Yep. And the second winner was post number 46. That's Monique, who is Dutch Girl 63. And she won Jen Sheelan's pattern for the high tea with crumpets shawl. And she knit, Monique, you knit a lot of stuff. You knit a very beautiful colorwork sweater that I'm not even going to try to pronounce. You knit a radiate, <laughs> radiate sweater and something like 22 dishcloths. So an amazing number of projects. Next is post number 123, Stephanie, who is S.D. Souza on Ravelry. She wins a copy of Boston Jen's Go With the Flow shawl, and she knit the Marion hat. That was so funny. She said that it's replacing her eight-year-old ill-fitting hat. So a knitter who's had the same poorly fitting hat for eight years finally knit herself a new one. (laughs) The next one is post number 144, Biking Knitter, and she wins the Alcroft Designs Build Your Own Barnyard Skirt pattern, which we talked about last time. And on last episode, we mentioned that some skirts have the saggy bottom, Mm -hmm. and Susan said that her skirt does not have a saggy bottom. So very (laughs) And uh the, this winter, she knit the bulky V-neck pullover by Diane Susie in a really cool rainbowish yarn. It was really cool. Yay. Post number 59 from Kathy, who is knitting Kathy on Ravelry. She wins a skein of the new silk mohair called Fairy from Dragonfly Fibers. She knit the hero sweater and butterfly shawl. And this mohair is so pretty. It's in these beautiful blues. Oh, it's gorgeous. Very pretty. And it's really brand new because they did not even bring this base to stitches, which was a month ago. Yeah. And it's newer than that. And we just got a couple of skeins to try and to use for a prize. So you'll be receiving something wonderful and new. Yeah. And the next post is number 132, Allison from Knit at the Ridge. Hi, Allison. You win a skein of Shalimar Enzo, which is their bulky yarn, which is really pretty. And let's see. Oh, that's right. She knit a cowl, a really pretty cowl. Post number 85, who is Lori, LWT1 on Ravelry. She wins a skein of Neighborhood Fiber Company Chromium, which is their lace weight silk wrapped around a stainless steel core. It's an interesting yarn. And Lori 
dyed her own yarn. And she knit two sweaters, I think. Okay. Lots of stuff. Very accomplished. <laughs> and we have six fix-a-stitch kits. So they sent us six combos. They have their three different sizes, and they usually sell the lace weight tool separately, but they included those in these six prize packages. And the first winner is post number 64, Stacy, who is Stitchin' Senorita. We got to say hi to you at Stitches. And she knit the young, scrappy, and cozy cowl. Post number 117, Sue, who is Knitting Nut 8 on Ravelry, knit the sweet Felicia beanie and, let's see. Weekend mitts. Weekend mitts. They were really cute. And next, number or post number 147 from Joanne, our friend here in Santa Cruz. She's Joanne Carroll on Ravelry. And she knit the French can-can shawl, a birds and ships cowl, and one other thing. So some really pretty projects from Joanne. Congratulations. Post number 48 is Terry Holiday on Ravelry. She knit the round the house boot slippers. And you almost got that sweater finished too, Terry. You were so close. <laughs> and the next one is post number 43, Caitlin, who is punk conformity. And she knit a Caroline sweater. And then post number 87, Carrie, who is 406 Fiber Arts. She knit a Humula sweater. She's the one that turned it into a cardigan who had those beautiful pictures with the snowy background and the tree with the naked branches that I was commenting on our last episode <laughs> that I just fell in love with that pattern and the pictures. So congratulations, everybody. If you heard your name and you are a winner, please contact me, Gailey Whaley, on Ravelry. And if you have a prize that's being mailed, we'll get that mailed out to you. And if it's a pattern, I'll get you in touch with the pattern designer. So thank you, everybody who knit along with us. It yeah, was so much that fun. That was really awesome. I finally got caught up on the chatter thread, and I got to see all the beautiful things and the works in progress and beautiful knitting, as always, some amazing, amazing stitch work out there. So thank you for knitting along, and thank you for listening. Yes, thank you very much, and we'll talk to you next time. Happy knitting. Happy Until knitting. then. And bye from Nani, too. <laughs> bye. Bye-bye. You can find our podcast on iTunes at Yarniacs Podcast. Visit our blog with show notes at yarniacs.com. We have a friendly and engaging Yarniacs Podcast Ravelry group. My Ravelry name is Knitter Ninja Shar. Gail's is Gailey Whaley. You can follow us on Twitter at Yarniacs or on Instagram at Yarniac and at Gailey Whaley. 